0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Adorn podcast. This is episode 86, and today we have an extra special treat. We have our husbands on the show.
1: Valentine's Day is in just a couple of days, we thought it'd be fun to bring the hubbies on and talk about all the lovey-dovey things. <laughs> lovey-dovey things.
0: <laughs> so let's um, introduce, we've had them on once before, but um, let's introduce them and then we can ask them the first question. Interview them.
1: Okay, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Oh, good idea.
2: Well, hello. Mm. I am Jonathan and I'm married to Casey and I don't know what other introduction you want. Um, so that's me. Yeah.
1: What do you do, like, <laughs> to provide for your family? Like, what do you do for a living? That seems like an old person question to ask, but what do you do for a living? No, that's a good question.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. It's a cr- question um, I answer m- myself daily. Uh, I actually am working with an organization called Flourish Creative. Uh, we're a local or- organization in North Austin area. And we love to advocate for and empower local artists, um, specifically local artists within the church um, through recording and creative projects. Very Yay. cool.
0: You're awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. We
2: like you. We're glad we like here. you just
0: a little bit. All right. You want to introduce yourself, Ben?
3: Hey, my name is Taylor. I am husband to Aaron, and I am a paramedic by day and night, <laughs> 24 hour shifts. Um,
0: You're a hero. (laughs) Okay. It's
1: a beautiful day to save lives. That's what McDreamy says for Uh, all of our Grace Anatomy fans. I thought you just (laughs) made that up. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute.
0: Oh, no. Oh, it is cute, but not because (laughs) I made it up. (laughs) Okay. So, like Casey said, Valentine's Day is coming up. So, we thought it would be fun to start by uh, sharing our favorite Valentine's memories. So, Taylor, what's your favorite Valentine? I think I said Valentine's. You did, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> going to correct you. <laughs> but what's your favorite valent? So Taylor and I have been together f- like Casey and Jonathan. We we're, we got together very young, like in high school, and so we we have some kind of silly Valentine's memories too. So mine's silly, but you can do a, a real one if you have a real good one. And
1: I said to keep it clean, so we're gonna be keeping <laughs> it clean. Uh, it'll be clean.
3: <laughs> well, uh, Aaron told me that we were gonna talk about this, and I can only remember back like five years. Everything beyond that is just a blur between Christmas, uh, Valentine's, your birthday, Mother's Day. I, I can't differentiate them in my mind.
0: Well, that's because I like to celebrate everything, like, like to the max. So I'm like, oh, this is our dating anniversary we're celebrating. This is our engagement anniversary we're celebrating. This is our marriage. So it is hard. It's a l- They all blur together. So that's fine. Just pick one.
3: You're such a seven. <laughs> uh, no, my favorite memory is from, was that the year we f- first moved here? when I took you to all the cool murals in Austin and we took pictures in front of all of them. Yeah. I wish I could say I thought of that, but I think I read it online somewhere. But it was fun because we were new in the city and we got to drive around and explore and see you know different parts of the city we haven't been yet and take pictures in front of the murals. And it was a, wasn't it like a cold February? Yeah. Valentine's Day is in February, right? Yeah. It was a cold February day. And uh, it was just fun. We got coffee and drove around. It was fun. It was
0: really fun. He surprised me and picked me up because um, I teach at the gym and he came and picked me up after my classes and took me to do all those fun murals. And, and this kind of is a uh, telling of our relationship that his favorite Valentine's is something he did for me because I don't know if I've ever done much sweet stuff for you on Valentine's Day. So that's kind of makes me look He bad.
1: just wants to be with you. He <laughs> doesn't care if you initiated it or if he initiated it, which we'll actually talk about a little bit more later. So yeah, that's a good one. Babe. And
2: that's really good dating advice. Google. You don't know what to do? Just Google it. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, there's no excuse in 2019. None. (laughs) Date ideas, Austin, Texas.
0: It'll be 2020 when this comes out.
2: 2020. All
0: right, y'all share one.
2: Yeah, so mine is kind of funny because, well, it's not funny. It was fun. But because this is actually, listening to your podcast right before Christmas, um, you mentioned this as a fail, Um, as a Christmas present so I think it was I think it was our anniversary maybe or Christmas present but you gave me like 12 dates it was like a date a month and each one had to do with a certain culture or a certain country and we're gonna go to a restaurant that um, identified that country and so you know we did like the typical Mexican food first um, and Valentine's Day was gonna be Italian food and we went to um, a place out in the hill country I can't say the name. Traveling uh, <laughs> to notice kind of like that. Um but it was like <laughs> it was like a uh, vineyard. They had steaks and wine. and like it was, um we don't yeah, we drink wine, it's fine. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> Were you gonna say we don't drink wine?
1: <laughs> Old habits die hard.
2: <laughs> no, we we had we had we had we tasted some wine. Okay, we'll say that. <laughs> we tasted some wine. But it was fun because, um, like, I typically I typically will set up a date, um, and so this is one that you set up, and you were really excited about, and you took me out there, and so, yeah, it was fun. Lots of fun.
1: Good job, Casey. I still didn't drive, though. I don't like to drive. Oh, me neither. You were drinking wine. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I was, because I was nursing one of our kids, so I don't think I was drinking very much.
2: I'll go back and look at the pictures.
1: Okay, so my favorite date was probably, um, I think it was the year that we first moved to Round Rock, and so it would have been 2011, and... I was, like, in a really bad place in life. I was early in my pregnancy with Isaac, and um, I didn't know yet that he was sick, but, you know, just early pregnancy, yuckiness. We had just moved here. It was February and cold and rainy. I didn't have any friends. I was just in a really bad place. But for Valentine's Day, Jonathan told me and Cadence both Cadence was a year old to dress up so he had her dress up in like this fluffy little pink dress and he had me dress nice and he took us to P.F. Chang's which at the time was one of my favorite restaurants and it still is (laughs) like I still love P.F. Chang's but he took us to downtown Austin and at this point I don't even know if we had really been to downtown Austin yet like I think it maybe was our first time to go down there and so everything was new and exciting and it was just a really sweet night do you even remember that
2: Yes, I do, and I remember, like now looking back, why would I take you to PF Changs? Like that's, I'm so Chang's we're is so good. much we're so much more cultured than that. If we had a night out and we could choose any restaurant, I don't think you'd it go would. to Laurel. Yeah.
1: Out of all the places in Austin, it is kind of funny now, but at the time, it coming from Dallas, like it was one of my favorite places, and it was just a sweet night because. I felt special, and we had our little girl with us, and um, it was just kind of a little getaway from Round Rock where I was feeling kind of depressed and sad and missing family. And so it was a sweet night. So that's my favorite memory of Valentine's Day.
2: And I do remember, like, you're crammed in that restaurant with, like, a hundred other people sitting right next to you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm going to take it way back for my favorite Valentine's. This was our first I think it was our first Valentine's together. So we were like 17 and he acted like he didn't like Valentine's Day and he thought it was dumb and he wasn't going to do anything, which I was like, ah, oh, typical 17 year old boy. And, um, and when I pulled up to school, cause we're in high school still at this point, I pulled up to school, my parking spot, you know, like senior year, you have your own you, like, decorate it and have your own parking spot. And he was sitting there in my parking spot in, like, a lawn chair with this giant basket. Did somebody help you? No, I don't think so. He picked, like, a bunch of my favorite things and put it in a basket. And, like, funny things. But then also, like, a ton of candy and, like, all my favorite things. And it was so cute. And everybody at school saw it. I, like, thought that was so special. And then, and then later, I just remember this. And then later that night... I had like a hair appointment to get my hair done, but he was like, you yeah, know, that, that was Valentine's Day. That was, you know, enough or <laughs> whatever. But then you surprised me and you picked me up and took me to Buca de Beppo. Do y'all have that hair?
1: Yes. Oh, I love that place. <laughs> <laughs> More
3: Italian
0: that? food. Yeah, there's one in the mall.
3: Oh. oh. Carl's bad. Yeah, I do remember
0: that. Yeah. So it was very sweet. He played it all like he didn't care and maybe he didn't care, but he made me feel like he cared and got me. It was very sweet.
3: Was that when I got you the rat trap?
1: why in the world did you get her a rat trap i was worried is that code for
2: something
0: no that's what i was wondering i wish it was okay this is so embarrassing i wish it was (laughs) so i was like a super messy person like (laughs) taylor said was i'm not i keep a very clean house um, But, like, in high school, I just, like, I had, uh like, 27 water bottles in my room. And, j- like, just everything was a, s- a mess. Like, I didn't care about anything because I just wanted to go and have fun. And um, apparently you thought there was a rat or something in my room? Or was there? Nope, she doesn't even know if there was one.
3: You told me the story of when the rat jumped on your head.
0: Oh, yes. Have I talked about that in here? I don't think so. Okay. Is, oh, man. I should not have said anything about being messy because that has nothing to do with that. So when I was like, this is another embarrassing story. On my seventh, I think I was turning seven, my seventh birthday party. This is like my most embarrassing moment. So I might have shared it on here before. It was my seventh birthday party. And I went to go get something out of the free. We were going to get ice cream out of the freezer or popsicles or something like that. Because my birthday's in July. Out of the freezer in the garage. Thank you. And I opened the freezer and off the top of it a rat jumped on my head. And all that my is friends, horrible I know. And all my friends were out there like, ah you know like seven year old girls. And it was like traumatizing. Okay, that makes sense where you got me rat traps. It was kinda sweet. It was like nostalgic, not okay. Okay. Did you understand it at the time Apparently or did not. you think it was because you had a messy room? I don't know. Apparently I was confused. <laughs> this is know. hilarious.
1: <laughs> Obviously we have great communication oh, in our marriage. You're a lot
0: about uh, <laughs> all of my quirks as Taylor likes to call them.
1: So speaking of quirks and communication and personality, let's talk Enneagram a little bit. Something we've we've learned about a lot this past
0: year. Tell us about your thoughts on the Enneagram, Taylor.
3: You mean the Christian friendly version of horoscopes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we can just acknowledge that some people do not are not big fans of the Enneagram. And that's totally okay.
3: It's not that I'm not a big fan of it. I just think there's a craze over it and it's it's a fad that's gonna go away. I, I do see the value in, you know, learning about each other and being able to read each other better. But let's we'll talk more about it, but those are my
0: Well what is your number?
3: So you say, two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, we're 760. Oh. Seven six
3: what's that, that, California? San
1: Diego, yeah. You haven't changed your phone number? No.
3: That's so much work. Um, People say I'm a six. or you, Okay.
0: Yeah, he's looking at me like, Is that right? Yes. I would say you're a six. I don't really know what your wing is. I think you're probably a six, seven, but mostly just because you're married to me. I'm 511. <laughs> well, okay no, okay so we all know what number Aaron is <laughs> yes I'm a seven wing eight okay
1: so tell us a little bit about how knowing your numbers and kind of learning this part of who you are has either helped your marriage
0: hurt your marriage talk about that a little bit I think um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I think like Taylor said I don't think it's something like prescriptive that is like what did you call it horoscopes or voodoo or whatever but I think it does tell us a lot about ourselves so the the key thing with a six is that you're motivated by security and loyalty um, and then the main driving factor for sevens is fun and so just like just being aware of those basic things like I don't know a ton about the Enneagram like I haven't read too much into it but um, just knowing those basic things has been super helpful for me personally because I would get frustrated like if we have a day off and we're like, oh, what should we do today? And Taylor's like, well, let's do yard work and like let's take the car to get fixed. I mean, this literally just happened. We had a day the other day where the girls were at school. And Taylor's like, well, the baby's coming. Like, let's get the car ready. Let's change the brakes. And I'm like, or like or instead we could go shopping and we could go get our nails done and we could like go out to lunch and we could do. And so just like. Hang on. Taylor, have you ever gotten your nails done?
3: Yes. I had a. What did I a ha- A pedicure.
0: Just for the first time recently, we went on our little baby moon, and he got a pedicure for the first time.
3: Yeah, it was nice. Let's go
2: do that together. Okay, right now? Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, bye, guys. Finish (laughs) recording this podcast first.
2: And we can talk about our numbers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I think just, like, just even that, like, base awareness of, okay, for him, like, security is a priority, and so, and, like loyalty and being productive and so for him to know okay I'm creating security for my family by making sure the car is working and the brakes are done like that is his way of, of loving us and serving us and um, just really that's what drives him and it's such a great quality to have like I wish I was a little bit more of a six personally because it really is I mean security like you can't really be mad at someone for wanting to create a secure comfortable loyal environment for you but it has helped like me to understand why he's just trying to ruin my fun like I just want to have fun I want to go do fun things and and in my mind it's like why wouldn't anybody else want that too but it's it's not like you're um it's like you don't want to have fun it's just that to you it it makes more sense to do the things that provide security and then have fun and so it's like he could have more fun if he knows Yeah, everything is secure. So basically it just comes like on a day to day basis. Like, how does this play out? That's kind of how it plays (laughs) out for us. Is like me having an understanding of where he's coming from and he can have an understanding of where I'm coming from because we just know these kind of like personality traits. Would you anything you want to add to that?
3: It's not like I don't like to have fun. You know, that's what I don't like about Enneagram is that if you feel qualities of the other numbers, then you know that can't be right because I'm this number, you know. I think everybody has aspects of every number. It's just what, what's the strongest. and Yeah, I see the value in it, but I like to have fun, too.
0: I know. I wasn't trying to say that you don't like to have fun. That's why I said I think you're a six yeah, or seven. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why she's saying you're a wing seven. Because you do like to have fun. Obviously, I mean, look at our life. Everybody looks at us and says, oh, you guys go do all these fun things. So obviously you are somewhat of a seven. Are you offended?
3: No. I'm just trying to think if I would do all those fun things if I wasn't married to you.
0: I don't think he would. <laughs>
1: All right, what about you guys? Okay, so um let's see. Jonathan is a
2: I am 62. 200 and <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a 72. Some meaner. Not seven. Not
1: 7 wing 2. <laughs> Sorry. Seven also.
2: Seven also. Yeah, I don't know my. Sevens wings. are the <laughs> best. I'm not I'm not super familiar, um but yeah, I agree sevens are the best. I think everyone should be one.
1: I think you're a seven wing six. I know, I was trying to think yeah, I don't yeah. think you're an eight. No. Eight. You're you're a seven wing six because I see the loyalty like mm-hmm. and the security needing everything to be secure, but the, the fun tends to take precedence over that.
2: Yes. Yes. You're a two. I don't know your wing though. I'll be your wing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I honestly am not sure what my wing is either. I need to read a lot more about Every the Enneagram. Three. But I think that, I, I think more three too, three as well. Um, I think this year has been really interesting because I have two sevens in my life. <laughs> <laughs> means I have a lot of fun in my life <laughs> but I also have a lot of craziness in my life um no it's been so so good because there have been times in the past that I would like get frustrated with Jonathan about something and not understand him but having Aaron in my life has speaking has has spoken has has <laughs> Spoken so much truth, like like I'll be with her and I'll be t- saying something that Jonathan did, and she'll just kind of look at me like, "Well, that's how I would have done it," or you know, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Or vice versa, like Aaron will send me a text message and I'll read it to Jonathan, and I'm like, "What does she mean?" And he's like, "Oh, she means yada yada yada." And so knowing that they're the same personality type has been hugely beneficial for me both in my marriage and in our friendship and in our working and um, adorn together. So yeah, that's kind of how. Um, um, learning about the enagram hat Enneagram, Enneagram Enneagram has been really neat for me this year just just helpful in all aspects of my life what about for you Jonathan
2: uh, yeah I think it's been huge because um, just knowing kind of that you knowing that you are a two has just helped me understand you and the way um, you do things one of the one of the things twos twos take twos love um, and highly value relationships and highly value um friendships and so which is an awesome thing but then I think one thing I do love about the Enneagram is kind of it's kind of based on the you, you, you know your number by the bad qualities um, not that they're bad it's just the way it kind of comes out there are no bad qualities. there are no bad qualities. <laughs> that's right <laughs> um, but like for a two like knowing part of being a two is you begin to take on the weight of those relationships and the weight of um, those friendships and where you don't and, and so I'm, I'm able to kind of see that and say you know that's kind of your personality when you get stressed or you're struggling with a, a relationship or whatever it is and like you're you're trying to be um overly too like you're you're um trying to take on too much when i have to kind of and it helps me kind of say hey that's and it's easy for me as a seven to say hey that's not your responsibility um
1: because nothing is your responsibility <laughs>
2: That's right. <laughs> uh, but then it's been, really, it's been really big, like knowing that you're a two and knowing even other numbers of other people, like um, just in working relationships and my own friendships and my own relationships with other people, being able to see that in them, I can kind of relate back to, well, you experienced things this way. I know, I know this person over here is a two as well, so I know you're going to experience things this way. And so um, when you're in kind of a pastoral role, role For work and for ministry, that's really, really helpful to um, not just have a one-size-fits-all answer to each person, but understand that people interpret things and interpret the world and interpret 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 relationships and circumstances differently.
3: The whole idea is what drives someone, right? Mm
0: -hmm. What you're motivated by?
3: Yeah. So, it in in the the aspect of a marriage, it helps me to understand my wife because. If she seems down or stressed, then I can help her by making time in our week for something fun, whether it be a date or just going outside and going for a hike or something. And same thing with Erin. With she can, she sees that I'm stressed. She can make time for us to get some projects done around the house and just take care of things that need to be done. And she knows that's that will make me feel better. And I know that'll make you feel better.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. It's very, it's like very practical ways mm-hmm. to love one another, knowing that that's what's gonna mean the most to them. Cause if I'm like, hey, you're stressed. I planned for us to go on a date, or I planned for us to go on a walk, or something like that. You're like, okay, but that's not going to help my stress because what would help my stress is to do something around the house. So, so no, it's kind of like the love languages, that's right? That's what like I
1: was going to say. I feel like it's kind of just a really good communication tool. Yeah. Like, it helps you communicate what you're motivated by and helps you keep that in the forefront of your mind when you're trying to help your spouse. Yeah,
0: it's a really good point.
1: Good job, babe. Okay, so... Let's look back at 2019 because we're just now entering 2020. So let's look back at 2019. What was something that God taught you about marriage or your marriage specifically in the past year?
2: Probably the biggest biggest thing that God's taught me this year about marriage and about us is two things, um, to truly know your spouse. So to truly know you, um, and then to truly be known by your spouse. Um, and I think that's, I I think I've done, I think I've done a lot of, a lot of things, even really good things. Like, um, I remember taking you on our anniversary trip when we went to, went to Dallas. Like it was a, it was kind of a, it was kind of as a trip that I set up, you know, you didn't know about it. Um, and it was we were going back and re-experiencing something that we had experienced back, you know, years and years ago. But me not thinking and not truly knowing my spouse in this current season, um, I wasn't thinking that this is going to be like a really stressful trip for her. This is not going to be fun. Like it's not, you know, this isn't 15 years ago. Um, And so that's me not truly knowing you. And if I would have known you, I would have said, hey, let's, let's sit down and talk about what we want to do for our anniversary this year and do something really fun that we're both going to enjoy and me not just try to be like superhero jonathan and try to um, make this special thing happen and so um, so that's like truly knowing you and then and then on the flip side of, of truly just being open and honest and dialoguing and you knowing me um and my heart and what i'm going through and um Emotions, all these things, you know, that's always been tough for me, just being open. um, But it's always better in the end when I am. And so those two things, really big. um, But yeah, definitely learn those.
1: I honestly think I would say the exact same thing. I think that honesty and communication, I mean, that's something you always hear is important. But I think in the last year, we've just seen... Um, we've seen the importance of that just really really played out and not just being open and honest about like the facts of life like w- you know what's happening what we're going to do but like Jonathan was saying being open and honest about your heart and about your likes and dislikes and about your desires your desires for the future and um, what what you want for your family and um, even like things about like what you're learning through God's word like talking about that stuff together and just like truly know each other as much and as fully as possible is just is going to help your marriage um it definitely won't hurt like it'll always help just being open and honest even if you're having to be open and honest about bad things like it may seem at first like you're taking step steps back but in the end that's only going to help your marriage
0: yeah I totally agree with everything you guys are saying that's a really good point I think when I was thinking through this question um over the last year, it was, it's good to reflect, like, I don't think we do that enough to look Mm -hmm. back and be like, Mm -hmm. what has God done? Because we're in such a, like, constant, just, like, move forward, move forward, but to look back and be like, wow, what, what, what has God done? And so, I think what came to mind was, um, just what a gift marriage is, and, like, watching, um, just, like, friends go through hard things, and, you know, people, we're getting to that age now, like, that we're starting to see people, give up and, you know, just, just what a gift marriage is and is designed to be for us and how God really desires that for us. He desires for marriage to be something, yes, that is sanctifying and isn't always like quote unquote easy, but how it really is a gift. And we've been very blessed in our marriage I think we've had a lot of great community around us and like parents my parents are a great example and so we've had we've had really good foundation but I think over the last year the Lord has really just like made me stop and go this is a gift and I take it for granted and and I don't necessarily always pause and think like wow thank you Lord so much that you know, I have this man who works so hard for us and loves us and leads us so well because it becomes just normal and I'm just become used to it because he's always there and he's always steady and he, that's part of his sickness and and um <laughs> and I just I really was thinking about this of like what a gift it really is. And that can't sound cheesy, but I really feel like that's what the Lord's been showing me is that it, it not everybody puts the time and effort that, you know, marriage sometimes takes. And so they don't always see it as a gift or maybe they're in a a hard season. And, um, but even in those moments, like recognizing that it's a gift to have someone to go through those things with. And so I would say one thing he's been teaching me that it's a gift. And the second thing is that kind of like what you guys were saying and kind of goes along with the gift thing is that there's a, there's seasons Like, we have gone through a lot of change over last year. As I was thinking through the last year, like, we changed churches. Um, I changed, I got a job. Like, I got pregnant after over four years. Like, there's been a lot. The girls have started school, and we homeschooled, and then now they're in school. Like, there's just been a lot of change and a lot of different seasons, and that's looked like, Taylor and I like figuring out like okay when they were when we were homeschooling them they were around all the time so what did it look like for us to really pursue each other now they're in school and we have like free time together and we're like this is weird and so just like really Trying to slow down and in the seasons that we're in, like really appreciate what a gift marriage is in each season. Whether it's a long season, short season, stressful season, busy season. I mean, we're about to enter another season of having a newborn again, which is like, what the heck is that gonna be like? But really just remembering what a gift marriage is in each of those seasons. How about you, Ben?
3: Yeah, just thinking back um uh, over the last year and all the things that are changing, like you said, and everything that we've done. Just God, showing God's goodness through all that, you know, um, thinking that we would not have any more kids to having another another baby, and it's a son, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just how kind is God for that, um, and then just your job, and the financial provision that, that we've had from God this year, the generosity from Him, and through other people, and the fun th- fun things we've done. Don't, don't you Thanks love that?
1: Thanks to your seven wife. <laughs>
3: I mean, we we got we got a new car, and we drove it to Colorado and took it off road and camped while you were th- three month? four, four four months, four months, months pregnant. See, that's your sevenness right there. No other <laughs> no other woman would want to do that at at three or four months pregnant.
0: You mean sleep in the back of your car?
3: Yeah, sleep in the back of a car, drive twelve hours a day, uh, over bumpy off road <laughs> trails, and and not <laughs> complain. In fact, you loved it. But yeah, just how, how good God was to us over the year through through all the changes and all the things that we've done and experienced. Do you find my sixness sexy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but see, you must be, I mean, yes. First answer is yes, because otherwise we would have no house or no car or no jobs or no nothing if we were both <laughs> sevens. <laughs> but you see, that shows that you, are you must be a six-wing seven, because... You talked about all our trips and fun things that we did. So,
3: but that's why we work is because I keep things real. <laughs> I bring us down to earth, but you you bring out the fun side of me that yeah. probably wouldn't be as you know as open to do those th- things that we do together.
0: Yeah, good point. I love you. Okay, next question. I love
1: that. I love how much y'all talked about remembering what God has done because that has been a very prominent theme in my life over the last year. Um, and it's so biblical, like God says, all over scripture to remember him, remember him, remember him. So that's good. That's a good reminder
0: for sure. OK, so if you listen to our series on marriage um, last year, if you haven't, you can go back and listen to that. But we talk about a lot more and a lot about marriage things. And we have the husbands on and we talk a lot about dating and that kind of stuff. So we all know the importance um, and are big fans of dating your spouse. But let's talk a little bit practically about that. Like, what does it look like um, for you all to to date, like who initiates it? How do you decide? What does that look like for you guys?
1: This was an instrument in <laughs> interesting question to me because I think we've kind of fallen into such a natural rhythm that it's something I really don't think about I know very I like, who much. Yeah. So Jonathan, do you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, I'd say um for a season like I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I like I'd, I tried to initiate maybe too much. Um, like maybe to the extreme of like trying to make everything perfect, um, and because you know when we were when we were dating, like we like when you're dating, you have one, you have more money to spend, you have more free time, all these things. He's talking about before you're married. Yes, sorry, yeah, before we we're married. Um, and so we'd kind of go elaborate, um, and so I, I would try I would try to do that and like that three hundred
0: dollar dinner that y'all <laughs> yeah, that was
2: crazy, you're setting the standard too high, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, But then just just realizing like Casey really just wants quality time with me. And so it doesn't have to be elaborate. And sometimes if I'm trying to make it elaborate, like I'm kind of stressing out over it that it's going to be perfect. And it ends up not being great because I was trying to make it perfect. When if I would have just been like, hey, let's go spend time together and figure out where we're going to eat on the way there. Um, because and then grab coffee afterwards, like that would have been better than like, hey, let's take a boat and do a moonlight cruise and um, you know have fancy dessert and all these things. Like that's not necessarily the best way to to do it all the time. And so, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Of I mean, you don't have to like overdo it, especially like knowing your spouse. Like you keep saying like this is what would have meant more to Casey. This is what Casey wanted. Like just knowing that and that being what is the driving force. Like that's that's. What
2: matters, right? And so there's a there's a lot of times now that I will, um, like I'll I'll know days that she doesn't want to have anything to do with deciding what we're gonna do. Like we have some set apart time that we. That we go out on, on dates. When we go out on dates, and maybe she had a stressful day or whatever, and so I'll I'll kind of just know I'll sense, hey, I need to go ahead and just have a plan. Here's or come up with, hey, I, I was thinking these three places. Let's go to maybe one of these three places. What sounds good to you? Um, or hey, let's go to a movie. This you know seems like a good day. And so, um, but then there's other times we'll kind of talk about it, um, and then there's other times like the the date at the tra place um, <laughs> where you initiated that and that was you know that those are always really special to me um, as well
1: yeah I think that as far as like the who initiates it thing I think that in a marriage um I think either one of you can, I think, you know, kind of the old school thought, like before you're married is the guy's supposed to initiate it all. And, um, I think that that's fine and good, but then like when you're married, I think it's okay to tell your husband like, Hey, we haven't gone out for a while. Like, can we go out soon? That would really, you know, make me happy to be able to do that for us. It's been really helpful. Like Jonathan said to set a, you know, a standing time and, um, we've been, very very blessed to have my parents close and so it's been a standing time of saturday nights but we've said before even if my parents weren't here and watched my girl our girls on saturday nights um like we would still make it a priority and we would have it on the calendar like at least probably twice a month where we were getting a sitter or whatever so just being intentional and that's something you can do together like it doesn't have to be one person or the other person necessarily initiating it like you can talk about it together put it on the calendar and then discuss what you're going to do And like Jonathan said, it really comes down to knowing each other and knowing like if there's someone that likes to plan more than the other. And it's like Jonathan said, like it had gotten to the point for us where I almost felt like he was kind of like taking over and I wasn't having much say. And so instead of it being nice and sweet and thoughtful, I felt kind of almost trapped. And once I finally communicated that to him, instead of just being mad about it, he was like, oh okay and things got a lot better so once again it just all comes back down to communication
0: all of it yeah i'm trying to think of it, who initiates it
3: i think it's probably 70 30 you <laughs> you're 70 i'm 30
2: and there's a seven in that 70
0: <laughs> i feel like you're probably right i feel like just like for us like you're saying like with Taylor's job he he has to make a lot of decisions like like literally could be life and death decisions and so a lot of times he's like I just don't want to decide and I'm like okay well I'll decide
1: he has no more brain cells to yeah. think
0: about anything yeah and so a lot of times it does end up like we'll be like okay we'll pick a time together and then as that day comes like you're saying we're like well what kind of food do we feel like or do we want to do something different this time like when i wasn't super pregnant we did a lot of like free things like go on bike rides and hikes and like outdoor type stuff just because like budget wise that was better for us and then we'd go grab something cheap to eat so it was kind of just like hey what do we feel like doing I mean personally I love when you like plan a whole date and you just like tell me what to wear like I love that kind of stuff but I think I love it so much because it's not done every week, you know, it's like a, Oh, this is fun. He planned something. So I do think there is value in that if that's something that your spouse likes, but like Casey's saying, like communicate that if that's something that you desire.
2: And yeah. I have a thought too. And this is, um, for those of you out there who might feel stuck, uh, who might not know, maybe you're in a season where you haven't gone on dates and maybe, um, you're the, the wife and you're, you're somewhat upset because, like, my husband's not taking me on a date. Like, I want to do these things. but, um, Or maybe you're the husband and you don't know how to even do that. You don't know where to start. Um, so my, my advice would be, wife, find a babysitter, set up the night, find a babysitter, and then tell your husband, hey, we'd love to go on a date. I'd love to go on a date. I want you to set it up. You, you pick a place to eat. Um Maybe pick some dessert afterwards, or choose a movie, and then you let him set that up, and then you be one hundred percent okay with whatever it is, and enjoy the night. Yeah, and not be like, "I wish you would." Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, yeah. Just just let him do it because sometimes for a man, I know sometimes it depends on your enneagram number, I guess. Um, But sometimes you just need permission to do that. You just need permission um, to lead your spouse. You need permission to lead your family, and sometimes you need a little help too. And so, give him a little help. Um, let them do that, and then see what happens. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be extravagant,
3: you know. I feel like the date is in the details, right? Is just that's pretty good, huh? Pretty good. Open the car door, you know. Make eye contact. Have good conversation. Put the phones down. You know, you can just you can go to out to, you know, Applebee's, I- IHOP, yeah, Taco Bell, yeah, anywhere. Just it's it's about the conversation and that romantic you know, the pursuit of your, of your spouse.
2: And we, we've used conversation cards in the past too. Um, There's one place we'll go to get coffee and they have them like on the, on the tables and there's little conversation cards. that have questions like silly questions, serious questions. Um, And those are always fun because I get stuff you'd talk about that you don't know to even talk about. So
0: yeah, it's good. It's good. Awesome. So that was a fun question that was sent in by a listener. So those are always fun. fun. Um, uh, so anything else y'all want to add in here?
1: I think there was one other question, um, that we had sent in and it was, what's it like to lead your family in Christ and what does it look like for you? This was for, um, the husband. So do either one of you want to answer that real quick before we sign off for the day? I mean, I feel like it's not a real quick <laughs> question to answer but this i think like
0: the most important question but do you want to answer <laughs> it <on the> <laughs> really? but i
1: think jonathan i think they both had something they wanted to add so
3: this is funny because you know we're having a, a boy well we will have a boy by the time this yeah. is airs but i've been feeling i don't know a, a heaviness about this and i it's because it, we're having a son you know so with the girls i feel like they're kind of look they look to me but they look to you more as a model of, of how to be, you know, they their girls, you're a woman, they're looking to you as, um, to kind of mimic your behavior. But with the son, I feel like he's gonna model everything I do. So I, there's like a more of a burden with that. I don't know. But with the, with this question, um, to relate to this question, I think just prayer, ver, uh, praying out loud is one thing, having the kids and, and you, you know, you as my wife, hear me praying out loud for for us as a family. That's really important, uh, and not just at meals, just anytime there's anything going on that would prayer would be appropriate. Um, and then obviously just going to church faithfully and showing that it's not something we just do because it's fun. It's not a social activity. Just showing um, a reverence for for church and for scripture and for
2: uh, just God in general.
0: Good answer, and you're very good at it.
2: That's great. That's great, um, and, and I think to add to that, I think you have to surrender to God's grace because we, as men, we want to do things perfectly. We want to. We have these expectations of when we lead our family. You know, all the kids are going to be sitting cross-legged and hands in their laps and listening and looking up with eyes that are just glued to our eyes and hanging on every word we say. When it's truly the opposite, and so you just have to have to know that. Hey, it's gonna be messy. It's gonna um, you're you're gonna fail, and and that's okay. And to go back kind of to the dating aspect um, that I talked about just a second ago, is we got to a point just practically like I didn't really. And it's crazy because you know even even pastors, and I can speak from my own experience and the experience of other pastors. It's it's very it's much easier to pastor a church and pastor other people than it is to pastor your family and to lead your family. Um, that's the most, most, one of the the most difficult tasks there is. And so sometimes it takes your wife to say, Hey, here's a book. Why don't you read this to? Would you, or not, why don't you, would you read this to us at dinner or maybe it's mornings you have you have you know in our house we're a little bit more flexible and we have morning time and so Casey found all the stuff she found you know we do catechism questions and said hey would you lead us through this and it's literally me reading questions in a book or reading through a book um that and now I feel very like I'm proud to do it and I feel you know manly because I'm leading the family or she gave it to me and that's, that's fine. She, you know, offered me this, this gift and I'm able to lead our family through it. And it's been, it's been huge. Um, but yeah, so lots and lots of grace.
1: It's good. You're both excellent leaders of your family. Mm -hmm. Thankful for both of you. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for being on our podcast today. This was fun. It's always fun when we get to have you here with us. Yep. Aaron's You're just, welcome. Aaron's just grinning. Sorry. I took the mic away. Are or later? <laughs> uh, um, we don't even get paid. So. <laughs> so join us next week.
2: If anyone wants to give to Adorned Podcast.
1: <laughs> Shameless plug.
2: I don't even know there's a button for that. <laughs> Find a button.
1: Find a button. Make a button. Yep.
2: Okay. So that Taylor can have more fun. <laughs>
1: so join us next week as we dive back into scripture together we're going to pick up at Matthew's chapters 8 and 9 Matthew's Matthew chapters 8 and 9 and go ahead and read ahead if you want to join us